This episode of Fantastically Pointless contains spoilers for the following Superman stories. Superman Peace on Earth, Injustice, Must There Be a Superman, All-Star Superman, Red Sun Superman, and What's So Funny About the Truth, Justice, and American Way. This is Fantastically Pointless, the show where we speak for an hour and accomplish absolutely nothing on a wide range of topics. I'm Gerardo, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Welcome back, first-time listeners. My name's Kirky. I've been a lifelong nerd for my entire life, in case that wasn't apparent. I would like someone else to introduce me. (laughs) Uh, I'm Casey. On today's docket, we have, I'm just going to say, beloved, even though I don't love him. We got the character Superman from DC Comics, in case you don't know where he's from. Luckily, we have a very much, uh, how how do I want to put this? You're you're a savant, Kirky. Are you not on comics? Yeah, sure. I'll take that credit. Title. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. I was like, yeah, I know he's Clark Kent. <laughs> Hang on, prove it. Uh, put glasses on him. Uh, that could be anyone. With- <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? No, let's that's 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 a good, 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 good starting point. I think. Thank you. I have that in my notes. <laughs> Everyone gives Superman shit for just putting on glasses but i know kirky has a lot of examples that are like well no it's not just that but i do want to point out as well that that i've seen pictures of zoe de chanel which if you don't know is the main actress from new girl is probably most people know her um but i've seen her without bangs and her look is very okay bangs is one thing (laughs) (laughs) i've seen her without bangs and she is a completely different person and if you've ever had someone like take off their glasses like that you've only seen with glasses on seeing them without glasses is like really off-putting like they they still look like the same person but like you you almost don't think they do i guess but I, i i do know superman does more than just not put on glasses or yeah yeah, he takes off the spandex. <laughs> Depending on the story, I believe, right? <laughs> so to elaborate on that further, I think Grant Morrison and uh, I believe the artist's name is Frank Quite- Quitely. I'm I'm drawing a little bit of a blank there, but I that believe that's right the artist's name. They they were the they were the team that worked on All Star Superman, and I think that story did one of the best explanations of how well and how much effort Superman puts into his disguise. It is not simply taking off glasses or putting them on he changes his hair he changes his voice when he's clark kent he wears much baggier clothes that you can't actually tell that he's this really in shape uh physically buff guy like there's a lot of things that just go into it because yeah people do look different with glasses on and off but if they sound and look quite different physique wise you generally don't make the connection as much uh did you say that he also changes his voice yeah it doesn't he talk like batman I was say, doesn't he have like some sort of Kryptonian super way to do his voice too? Because just doing a voice normally, I feel like for any normal person would be very tiring after like an hour. <laughs> I know in like Silver Age stuff, they used to give him like just every superpower under the sun oh, to yeah. the point where I'm like, where he had super ventriloquism <laughs> at some point as an. What power. a ridiculous power! I'm pretty sure Jeff, what's his name, Dunham, has that power. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say what I think the most ridiculous Superman power is in just a second. But yeah, like I, I some of that stuff kind of carried over, but like really loosely. There, there's always like 
to me, in my mind, like, Superman just has much more control of his body than, like, a human has control over his body. And in my head, it's just, yes, he has vocal flexibility and range uh, way better than the average human would ever have. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and that's kind of how I, tra- that's how I translate it to it, essentially. But I want to say what my favorite, like, bizarre, crazy power Superman used to have, uh, like, way back in the Silver Age. Okay. Uh, he was able to shoot a little smaller version of him out of his palm. <laughs> Wait, what? Just, just, you know, a little small Superman came out of his palm. What did it accomplish? Like, did it have his powers? Was it like a... Too? Like, it had his powers. Was it uh, sentient? Or was it like controlled? <laughs> so. Like, was he like, was like this little Superman was like, he's just like, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm going to go live my own life, dad. You know, I don't know if they ever wrapped up what uh, <laughs> what, what, what happened, happened to, him. to little Superman. <laughs> That's a really old story for Superman, where they were just every week if Superman needed to do something, like yeah, he has this power, and you can't refute that he doesn't because he just did it now. You don't know in what like context he used it, do you? You just know that he did it. <laughs> He had to get through a small hole. <laughs> Even though he could tear the whole building down. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, got, I've got an image of it right now, I think. Can you put it in the chat? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send it in the chat one sec. If you want to see it, I'll post it on our social. I th- I, oh, I, th- I think what it was. I think he actually had, I think he might have been infected by red kryptonite. Because uh, so, back in the day when they used red kryptonite, it was just the most insane shit would happen. Uh, and his powers would just go all over the place oh and random things would god. happen. They use what is now a politically incorrect term for little person. Is <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> they do, yeah. It's a very old thing. It was politically correct back then as far as I'm aware. I think aware. it was too. Maybe I will not be posting that to our social. <laughs> I do not want to offend anyone on our third episode. <laughs> at what? So at what point do you think, or do you know at what point he started to like really tone down and become the Superman that we know and love today. Which again, I don't love him because he's out and I hate him. But <laughs> okay, Dude, still, yeah, that's fair. Over fucking powered as hell. That hang on, I'm I'm gonna circle back to the overpowered as hell point because I am I fundamentally opposed to that sentimentality <laughs> that everyone has, and I will get on that in a moment. And we will physically fight about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't worry, I'll destroy you like Superman would destroy Goku. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, um, so a lot of people really like the wacky and campy and over-the-top zany stuff that was going on for Superman back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, I, I can um, see it, I can see it. And, because I do think, even though I haven't read a lot of it personally, I can certainly see the charm, and especially the older I get, I really, I appreciate the Solar Age stuff more just because it's just, insane like it's just so <laughs> wild and out there and i'm just like i never know what i'm gonna get with it when i go with it it's just anything could happen um there's it's the wild west of writing uh you, you can do anything uh, <laughs> i like that i mean clearly he shot a tiny version of, of himself out of his hands yeah it was incredible I still talk about it. That happened like 80 years ago and people are still talking about it because that's how great it is. If I met a person that could shoot a tiny version out of them out of their hand, I'd be talking about it for the rest of my life. I'll tell you that much. So then, uh, okay. So are you going to answer then first? uh, 
around what era he kind of shifted from being a ventriloquist and shooting little people out of his hand. <laughs> so I think, I mean, a lot of that happened once the Silver Age was wrapping up. And I guess specifically for DC, uh, I'm going to make more of a call out for any more than anything for DC for uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, yes. uh, because DC had so much going on. They had multiple universes for their, I'm going to say, main universe. Um, and continuity was all over the place. They wanted to streamline it to make it more reader-friendly, um, get some more interconnectivity between these characters. I just have a lot more narrative flow uh, where things weren't conflicting or crazy. Eventually, you know, because comics, that same issue occurred. So they kind of rebooted (laughs) the universe again. Uh, And then, you know, a couple more reboots throw in there just for safekeeping. Oh, yeah, you just need Flash to run around real fast. (laughs) And you can just reboot the whole DC universe. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy stuff happens. Going, Going to what you were saying, Casey, about... Superman being overpowered. Yes. I don't think Superman's overpowered. He's an immensely powerful character. He's more powerful than a lot of characters in other fictional universes, but overpowered inherently means they're way more powerful than, than other people like in universe. I could list 50 people in DC easy that could destroy Superman. And I'm going to shotgun this list real quick. Dream, Death, Destiny, Destruction, Delirium, Delight, Despair, Trigon, Darkseid, Spectre, Ultra Stings, Imperiax, Lucifer, Presence, Great Evil Beast, Michael Demorius, Elaine Bellick, Anti-Monitor, Monitor, High Father, Metron, Superman Prime, Perpetual, Dr. Manhattan, Darkest Knight, <laughs> Phantom Stranger, Batmite, The Word, Eclipso, Radiant, Mr. Mixius, Spitlick, Dr. Fate, Chrono, uh, Black Racer, Mordu, The Creator, First of the Fallen, uh, Mar Norvo, Nix Nuantan, probably pronouncing those wrong, Rao, Time Trapper, Overvoid, the, uh, Source, Black, Rao, the Black, of God of uh, Empty Sion. Hand. <laughs> Rao Kryptonian ah. God. Uh, uh, Red Jack, Monarch, uh, the Upside Down Man, Necron, and World Forger. That's 50 right there for you. Uh, you forgot uh, Tiny Green Rock. Uh, Tiny yes. Green Rock could uh, mess up <laughs> Superman, except for the stories where it doesn't. <laughs> we won't talk about those, though. <laughs> um, He did fight Kryptonite Man at one point, but... That... <laughs> That's a he beat him by framing thing. him for tax fraud. <laughs> My one question, and like, again, I'm this is maybe the last time I'll say this. I don't like Superman, so I'm not gonna want him to win in in, in any sort of argument that you know makes him better. But of all of those people that you rattled off, like, hmm. just roughly gauging, how much do you think can it beat Superman? At like the absolute most overblown, you know, six million years in the sun, sleeping, uh, just I don't even know what else they do to Superman. I just know that they haven't sleep in the fucking sun for fucking ever, and that's like one one of the most powerful things that I know of him. So like at max, 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 like canon potential that he's had so far, percentage wise, any idea how many of those that you've rattled off can actually still beat him at, in that point? Just curious. Wait, are you asking if Superman had prep time? Would he <laughs> be Superman able to beat pre- these people? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, that is essentially what my question boils down to. Yes. What if he also had like a billion dollars and a really cool suit? <laughs> is his name Bruce Wayne? 
And he knew what Martha. <laughs> so, the most powerful version of Superman, in my opinion, would probably be Thought Robot uh, slash Cosmic Armor Superman. Well, that armor is definitely made by <laughs> Bruce Wayne, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a fusion of Superman and uh, Ultraman. A lot of crazy stuff happening in isn't, uh, Final Crisis. Say, isn't Ultraman just like the like one of the first Earth like version of Superman or something like that? Ultraman is an evil version of Superman. Ah, okay, okay. I I really I like I like that alternate universe because basically morality for everyone's flipped around, so good guys are bad and bad guys are mm-hmm. good. But I like that the Justice League in that universe is basically just mobsters. <laughs> it's great. They're called the Crime Syndicate, and Superman, an Ultraman, in there is basically just kind of like a mob boss in tow. Like he, he's great. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so all right, so Thought Armor, Superman. Uh, who's who does he beat here? Let me just I I I I have to say one of the powers that Thought Robot Superman has because he is so powerful and it's literally plot manipulation. Okay. Like literally the narrative he has the power to affect the narrative of a story. <laughs> he is he is essentially the physical embodiment of the idea that the hero always wins. Oh my god. Sick so, power. That is essentially Goku has that power. Yes. <laughs> does he, does uh, he how can he get killed by a laser? Does he though? <laughs> yeah, people are always like, oh, Ultra Instinct, so powerful for Goku. No one can even hit him. I'm like, yeah, but Superman's most powerful form can, you know, alter plot. So <laughs> objectively a billion times better. Uh <laughs> So there's very few people on that list of things that I listed off there that could beat him. What year did this come out? Do you know, roughly? Final Crisis, I want to say, came out around 2010, roughly. This is what collapsed into the New 52, right? Te- no, uh, technically, uh, it's uh, 2008. I just oh, okay, okay, okay. But uh, New 52 was uh, caused by like flashbacks. Oh, that's uh, right. That's more that's accurate. Right. 52 sounds like a sick album. <laughs> uh, it is a sick album, <laughs> just like uh, Dark Knight Death Metal. All right, we've been on this question for a while. So, how, who does uh, Thought Armor Superman kill on this list? He he kills most of the people on that list. There are people that I think beat him on that list still. Name, just name one. Um, like yeah, I would, name one. Oh, the presence. I'll, I'll say okay, the presence right okay. now. Uh, he's the god of the DC universe. He just, he wins. Uh, <laughs> like, not even a contest. He just, he wins. Simple as that. Nice. And I, I think there's, there's probably at least 10 people on that list I said that but I think would still, still probably beat him. Okay. Okay. Fair. So, yeah. So, like I said, everyone always talks about how Superman's overpowered. I fundamentally disagree. Uh, I think there's a lot of other people in his same weight class, too. There are like 50 people out of an ever-expanding universe. <laughs> there are, yes, there are thousands upon thousands of characters. Can't beat them. <laughs> there's a fair fair share of characters above him. That's uh, all I'm trying to say. That There's that. Uh, <laughs> anything else that you guys just kind of nag you guys about superman that you have any questions for i know this is i know we've talked about this before just person to person but 
the thing that's always nagged me about Superman and characters like him and Captain America, which I know you say you see as pretty different people, and I'm not a big Marvel guy. I am definitely more DC, just enjoyment. I don't hate on Marvel or anything. I just never got into it. But the thing that bugs me about characters like that is like just their their haughty toddy boy scout I'm better than you sort of vibe that they give off. I'm not saying that like in universe, I'm not saying Superman acts like he's better than everybody, but the impression that I get while reading the stories is that he's giving off that impression if that makes sense. It's a little weird, I know. It's 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 mostly personal, and then, like, that's, like, maybe 30-40% of my hate for him, and then, like, the rest of the hate is just comes from him being a dick to Green Arrow and, you know, killing him <laughs> or maiming him in multiple storylines. <laughs> like, fuck you, man. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't gotten there in the Arrowverse yet. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. He'll just break both his arms. It's, it's coming. But yeah, I'll, I mean, we'll 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 cover injustice in a bit because I do I do love that Superman. But uh, I I also love injustice Superman. Like it's fantastic. I only play FPS games. <laughs> <laughs> but since we're we're focusing on things that bug us about Superman, Casey having the power thing, and uh, I have yeah, another thing. Just his, his attitude. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this is very specific. <laughs> You, you go you go first little Gerard. you go <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't i don't like his boy scout attitude like fuck him so i i get that and i don't even necessarily disagree with that sentimentality on uh surface level because there's a lot of characters in shows or things where they're just like oh i'm the good guy and i do everything right because i'm the good guy mm-hmm. yay yeah. uh it's it's one reason why i Loathe the main character of Demon Slayer. That'll be another episode. <laughs> Tanjiro? Tanjiro? I think everything Tanjiro does is just, hey, I'm the good guy. Look at me. Uh, I think there's almost no depth to him in a, as a character. I think he's very just, I'm the good All right, guy. Well, All right. Well, thanks for listening, people. Uh, <laughs> I know most of you are leaving now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've angered a lot of people with that since a lot of people love Demon Slayer. I, I like it. Don't like the character. I don't think Tanjiro is a good character. I don't like Tanjiro. I haven't seen it, so. But anyway, Superman. But the thing that I think makes Superman a better example of a character that always does the right thing and does good is there's a lot more depth and nuance to it, I think, than just, oh, I do the right thing. A few examples of that are uh, one of my favorite Superman stories called uh, Superman Peace on Earth. Superman is just one day, he uh, or Clark Kent specifically, he's, he's Clark Kent. But he runs into a child who is just starving and, like, passes out on the street, basically, because they're so malnourished and everything. And then... He's um, like, let me do the right thing and put you out of your misery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no. He he did the right thing, flew into the sun, cooked them, and brought food to the other hungry children. <laughs> I have cooked the smallest one of you. This should survive. You should survive for another week. Wait, are we talking about Injustice Superman right now? It sounds like Injustice Superman. <laughs> now, this is just normal goody two shoes Superman, you know. <laughs> the one you hate. Because he's a Boy Scout. Gerardo hates Boy Scouts. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> so he he, t- he helps the kid out, gives him some food, and then he starts, like, for uh, a news story he's writing, he's kind of just doing more and more research on starvation and hunger and food. 
And it just, it really touches him because his entire life, as a child, he was grew up on a farm and he knows how, like, how important getting food is and how it's made and, like, the whole process behind mm-hmm. it. So he understands that even Superman can't end world hunger. Okay. But he decides to make a campaign so that for one day he's trying to get every country in the world that can donate food to donate food. And he's, he's going out there to give food uh, to the, the starving people of the world. If they don't, he'll destroy the country <laughs> that doesn't provide food. <laughs> I wish. Uh, there's a twist that's coming that I'll say in a second. He eats it all. <laughs> it gives Superman this level of humanitarianism mm-hmm. to him yeah. that makes him feel like he genuinely cares about people because it's not just like, I'll just do the right thing because it's what's right in front of me. Like He's doing research. He's looking into it. He's trying to help people, and so he's doing everything he can. And even when he gets all this food from people, he runs into problems because some of the world leaders don't want the food. Like they're just like, no, we don't want people. No. Ro-. Like they're like, this is an American trick, or no, our people don't need you because it makes them look weak. So literally, people fight Superman over this food. Like some countries shoot missiles at the big things of food, ruining the food. Jeez. People poison it. Yeah, so one uh, one leader literally took the food, poisoned it, so that if people ate it, they'd be like, oh, yep, they died from the food Superman brought them. Way to go, Superman. Wow. It's it's this, I, I think it's a beautiful message showing how... Corrupt the world is? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, these people, like, Superman's trying to do this really good thing, and people to save face, essentially, because uh, they don't want to look bad, are literally poisoning their own people, and it's just... This awful, awful thing. It's it's drawn by Alex Ross as well, which is fantastic comic book artist. If anyone's here seen his work, he's incredible. And it, it, I think it really impacts the story as well because it feels so much realer because of it. It's a really a, it's a really great story for his his art to work with. Sometimes I think his work is so detailed it's a bit distracting, mm-hmm. but in here it just it really makes you resonate with the story a lot more. I think. Gotcha. But th- that's one of my favorite examples of. Uh, some depth and nuance to Superman. But I think my favorite one is a story called Must There Be a Superman, written by Alan Moore, so Ooh, it's gotta be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the basic premise of the story, uh, I'm gonna really break it down, is that the Guardians of the Universe tell Superman they need oh, to meet with him and talk to him about his action. Universe, <laughs> not galaxy. Say. What's the difference? <laughs> well, quite a bit. <laughs> And thank you, the DC fanboys, for listening. <laughs> but they tell Superman, basically, they're like, if you keep solving all the problems of Earth, they will never evolve and grow beyond what they are. They will become reliant on you, and they will just be content, and they will not evolve. They Essentially, you are weakening humanity if you intervene too much. That's cool. I like that. Is is the basic concept. And the thing that I think is crazy cool about that is that's exactly what Lex Luthor's criticism of Superman is. Oh, really? I thought he was more... But Superman, Lex has a lot okay, of criticisms yeah, fair. for, that's, that's, for That makes sense. For right, but does, isn't his like biggest one, like, he's literally stopping the whole, like Earth from getting better? Or, like, we're be- like, like you said, like becoming like, reliant on him? That, that, to me, is always the most interesting one. Yeah, my guess for his biggest criticism would have been that, like, you know, he's essentially a god amongst men and could cause injustice i'm always gonna bring it back to injustice but i thought his biggest argument was that he's gonna cause injustice basically he's gonna this podcast is sponsored by (laughs) he's gonna crack and he's gonna take the world over 
He's got a giant laser in the sky, floating above all the world, and he could control anybody and anything that he wants, and Lex doesn't like that. That would be my guess for his biggest criticism on Superman. That's how I've, I've always seen Lex. That That is a potential concern, but Lex is also... Since Lex is a very intelligent person, like that's always a thing. He's always like, humanity's weakened by us. And I think some of the best Superman slash Lex Luthor stories really touch on that. Uh, Lex Luthor feels almost inferior to Superman in a sense because of just all of his innate abilities. Like there's just in All Star Superman, there's a great speech where he's talking to, he's getting interviewed by uh, Clark Kent because Lex Luthor is on death row and this is like final interview kind of thing he's doing. And he's just talking to Clark and he's just like, yeah, think of how Lois Lane probably would have noticed you if Superman wasn't here flying around saving the day. He's like, even next to, even in his shadow, the great Lex Luthor is overshadowed. And it's just, Lex just hates Superman for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> like one, doesn't he doesn't like aliens. <laughs> Two, he thinks, uh, he kind of feels insecure about it. Three, he does feel like Superman's fundamentally weakening humanity. Yeah, it's just... Superman's also just kind of like up showing him in a sense at times because Lex Luthor views himself as the hero so much that it, it just gets in his way. But so going back to um, must there be a Superman, Superman took the lesson that the Guardians told him and he accepted that. So like that's the end of the story. It's like I have to learn to be conscientious of when and where I can intervene. I have to limit myself in what I do because otherwise I am hurting humanity. And the fact that Superman agrees with that, and that that's okay. also Lex Luthor's, one of his biggest criticisms of Superman, is brilliant to me. They both agree on the same thing, except Lex just isn't willing to take a risk on it, and Superman is. Which I just think is such a cool dichotomy between these two characters that I don't hear people talk about nearly enough, and I just think it's so fascinating. Everyone always talks about how great the dichotomy between Joker and Batman is, I'm more interested in the Superman Lex Luthor one. I think it's so, mm -hmm. I think it's so cool oh, and okay. unique that I just I love it so much. I'll have to I'll have to push myself through to read a couple of these Superman stories. Any just like insert real quick. Any any good Superman stories that you'd recommend? Well, the the two I specifically was just talking about there for what makes me intrigued with the like more depth of Superman would be must there be a Superman and Superman Peace on Earth. I would also recommend for a lot of people to check out All-Star Superman. That's generally a lot of people would consider the best Superman, Superman story of all time. I really like it too. It's really good. One of my personal favorites is also What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way. It was adapted into an animated movie called Superman vs. the Elites, if people want to watch that. Uh, yeah, I really like it. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I've seen that, yeah. That, that's another story that I think does a really good job examining Superman's morals, because the elite are this very realistic and pragmatic group where they're just like, oh, the government leaders of these countries are creating a ceaseless war and a lot of people are dying. They're like, well, guess we'll just kill the leaders. The issue's solved. But Superman, while they were doing that, uh, literally mm -hmm. like just stopped and grabbed all the planes and everything and just set everyone down so that there was no conflict. He just stopped the conflict and the elite are like, yep, no, we kill all these government leaders. Just, we've solved it. Uh, mm -hmm. Superman was trying to do this much more peaceful nice. and so that no one would get hurt kind of thing. And the elite are just like, oh, you're bad, you die. And I think it's just a really cool contrast between morals for how to fix the world. I, I really like the elites. Manchester Black is fantastic. 
I won't spoil the ending, partly because I don't remember the ending exactly, but I do remember <laughs> there being uh, it coming down to a very, very big moral decision for Superman. And I was like sitting, I remember sitting and watching the movie, just thinking like, what the fuck is he going to do? What's so funny about truth, justice, and uh, the American way, must there be a Superman and Superman peace on earth are probably the three things that I personally think give him just a ton of depth and nuance for his morality. Cause I know that it is a complaint. That a lot of people have that. He's just like, Oh, he's just a good boy scout. And to me, those three things make him feel much more real than just like, I'm doing the right thing. Like it gives him depth and nuance. And he feels like a, like a humanitarian much more than just, two-dimensional character trying to do the right thing well you just wait till That's... season two of demon slayer comes out and tanjiro's <laughs> dealing with all this shit i hope they add depth to him there's characters that i think on a conceptual level i'm like wow this is really basic but then they add a lot of depth to them and i'm like they're fantastic characters like like Seto kaiba you got you got to be open to changing your opinions after hearing all that i'm sure we've talked about a little bit like that but i'm more open to struggling through that dick of a story and uh reading something but yeah it'll never change the fact that he's an asshole type of green arrow so you know i gotta keep that what, what i say 60 percent, 70 percent of my hate for him <laughs> i'd also like to toss in another good story that i just thought about i really like red sun superman oh the, i actually really yeah. want to read that one like just even before this i really want to read uh, I, I think it's just They're an audiobook <laughs> i don't really read don't worry you don't need to read the word just look at the pretty pictures oh perfect i, I think that's just a, a really fun alternate reality superman just to show do you know what it's about casey i don't know if you're familiar with it. um the... i think i've heard of it red sun is what bad right for superman red sun radiation is bad for Superman. yes yeah that yeah, has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with this story, but yes. Interesting. Well, I, it's, a good, it's a good parallel, though, because it's bad for Superman. And this is what, if you present the idea to someone, I would probably, or I would assume that they would assume that the story is about a, a bad Superman. So not a bad parallel, I, I don't think, uh, because it is a communist. It is, Superman, yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, basically yeah. what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia instead of Kansas? Smallville, Kansas. And, and they got Smallville, Russia. Smallville, Russia. Um, <laughs> they're sisters. They're sister cities. If you didn't know. Well, who doesn't know? And they have a lot of like communist other here. Don't they have like a red sun? I don't know. What, I, I, are they just called red sun versions or whatever? Or what are they uh, called? I, I, they I, did I, that I, with uh, Supergirl and Arrowverse. They just did Nazis versions of them. Was it Nazis? No, I'm, I, I'm sorry I, for I've seen. Like... Oh yeah. They, well, oh, yeah. They did. Okay, they okay. did that with the like crisis. Is it crisis on uh, World yeah, X or whatever the fuck? Yes. They did, they did like the Nazi versions for that, but they, gotcha. and like, I think not the current season, but I want to say the last season, they did Russia Supergirl. Like, she, they, like, they made a clone of her somehow. I think that's probably different from my guess. Well, yeah, they, it, it wasn't like an alternate world where she landed there. It was literally, she was like a clone or some shit. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause like in, in Red Sun, there's like communist Wonder Woman in, in I, was saying, I don't know if Wonder Woman, is actually a communist in that story i don't think she is because she's they all look they all look in like she's a fascist they, they have a they have a very they have a russian <laughs> batman for sure okay that maybe but that's wonder, wonder that woman more in <laughs> literally batman's a, a superhero because he's rich how is he a communist batman <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> it must be provided by the state <laughs> man that, i really gotta read red sun now <laughs> 
Wonder Woman's just more like uh, the, the relationship between Superman and Wonder Woman is Superman's basically an important part for Russia, politically mm-hmm. speaking, and then Wonder Woman's acting as like an ambassador from from Themyscira. So gotcha, Themyscira. Maybe I don't know. I I thought maybe it was just like like a cover, like you know, a variant cover, I should say, where I've seen like different versions of the heroes in like Russian garb. So I just assumed they were all communists. I was say, I I <laughs> think she was. I don't think she. I can't remember if she actually acknowledged that she was communist or not. So uh, what's what's your issue then, Casey? Oh yeah, so my issue was like him being like overpowered. Like you, you're, like you're giving percentage. So I'll say that's about like eighteen uh, percent of mine. Uh, issue with uh, oh, okay, why I don't okay. like uh, <laughs> Superman, and then my other seventy-two percent has to be to the two thousand six movie Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> They do my boy, Brandon Roth, 30 in that movie. Wait, who's that? He's, he plays Superman yeah. in that movie. Oh. And he also, he, he's, in, uh, he's in the Arrowverse. Uh, he's part of the Le- Legends. Uh, Legends of yeah, Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, saying, I knew they brought back like older versions. He also comes back too. as Superman in uh, one of the crossovers. Yeah, he does. Pretty funny. Like, they do this boy dirty. Like, look at, like, you think of Superman, right? You look at Henry Cavill, and you're like, holy shit, that's Superman. This man? What do they do? That is the <laughs> lamest Superman I've ever seen in my life. All right, Kirky, defend Superman <laughs> 2 Returns or whatever. Not Superman 2, it's just Superman Returns. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I do have, re- I do have uh, related searches that people look for on this, and it says Superman Returns 2. I'm like, how do you have a Superman Returns <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> so James Marsden was in it, and I did not know that. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, Cyclops. Yep. Sonic's best friend. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> also. <laughs> oh, what's it? Wait, fuck. I didn't know that. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know That's Cyclops crazy. was Sonic's best friend? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. The more you know. I'm You're a welcome. little embarrassed for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I am too. This dude's hosting a nerd podcast. He didn't know James Marsden. <laughs> Didn't, didn't know who Sonic's best, best friend, friend was either. And, and Cyclops. I'm not a big, I wasn't a big movie guy, and I just watched that movie recently. What, Sonic or X-Men? Sonic. Oh. I haven't seen X-Men in, like, fucking years. Listen out. We're totally going to have an X-Men right. episode where I just talk about the Hickman era of X-Men. I'm going to gush over that for hours. It'll oh, be a three-parter. Oh, yeah. All right, so. I'll do House and Powers, but, uh, Kirky. House of X, Powers of Ten, Dawn of X, and then Reign of X. Save it for the save it for the episode. <laughs> Kirky, defend Superman so, Returns. That Go. movie was taking a lot of inspiration from the original Superman movie to the point where I would say inspiration might be underselling how much they took from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Can you tell me why it was two hours and forty nine minutes long? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was two hours forty eight <laughs> minutes, it would be shorter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Cause that is a, I okay. I remember seeing this movie like it came out in two thousand six. <laughs> I remember seeing this movie and just being like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> like very confused the whole time, being like, "This is not a good superhero movie." Yeah. It's too. It, I'm gonna. I didn't even realize how long it was, but clearly I was right as a child thinking this was too long. It's quite a long. <laughs> like movie. I re, I saw I think I saw James Bond the new one. Uh, what No Time to Die. Over the weekend, that movie I thought was long, but it was really good. It was two hours and forty-three minutes. Very long movie. This is longer. 
<laughs> this was hot garbage. Crazy thing is. And Kevin Spacey was in it, which makes it even worse. Crazy thing is. Not the worst Superman movie. There's that defense. Oh, God. I don't know how much I want to spend time on Superman Fair. movies. <laughs> well, this is 70. This is, wait, this was actually 72. I'm at 82% of my oh, hatred. That, you got to spend at least half of it. Unless I can. You know what? No, I can find another 10% somewhere else. We'll say 72. <laughs> Leave it in. Anything else you guys have questions on? or? Yeah, why did they cast the dude from Teen Wolf as uh, <laughs> Superman well, in the Arrowverse? And then I think they have their own show now called like Clark and Lois. I don't know if that's yeah. came out yet. I know it was supposed to. Um, well, wolves are pretty strong animals. And Superman's a pretty strong guy. So they wanted to have that reflected in Superman. Okay. So they took a teenage wolf away from to be an adult. He wasn't a teenager yeah, in that movie, yeah. in that show, though. They wanted him to be an adult, and he was. So he was Superman. So. <laughs> oh, I. Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Because he left that show to be on that show. And I was kind of upset when I was watching Teen Wolf. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, yo, where'd he go? And they're like, he moved. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden, they're like, here's Superman. I'm like, hey, son of a bitch. <laughs> you had to go be in Superman. <laughs> all right, I, I know something we can talk about real quickly that, that shouldn't take up a lot of time. So, Superman's crest, the House of L. That's yeah, an S. That means symbol hope. symbol for hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so kind of. Uh, aren't there other other explanations for the his crest and what would you say is the most main canon of explanations i mean it is generally i would say the most often used thing that i can think of is that it's the symbol for the house l it's what yeah. it's what i view uh, it i think it's the, i think it's the coolest it one as well yeah for sure I said an S. Uh, it's the symbol for hope <laughs> in uh, the Kryptonian language. I watched um the, the what's that one show? The Krypton? They talked about uh Brainiac a lot. Yeah, yeah, Brainiac. You guys uh, seen that? I, I haven't, but no, no I know I who Brainiac is. It's actually pretty good. I kinda like the show. I'm not gonna lie. It's <laughs> a recent show? Um not so recent. I think it was on uh sci-fi yeah, network sci-fi show oh interesting and yeah then, and i watched like the first season and then i was gonna watch the second season and i just couldn't find it so i gave up <laughs> um it's probably out now somewhere i think they only did two seasons i think i think got yeah i don't think they did anymore yeah but uh they were speaking english in that show bro so they weren't speaking kryptonia <laughs> <laughs> so that's clearly an s <laughs> Uh, first of all, they were speaking Kryptonian. You didn't realize you learned it because whenever the episode plays, they shoot a beam out into people's heads so they can understand it. Holy yeah. shit! They made <laughs> they made some crazy advancements for uh, language technology <laughs> that they're using exclusively for that show. I find that works really getting uh... sci-fi. Oh yeah, I, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always really bothered by how hard people memed the it's S for hope when it's. Like, I know, again, I know it's a meme, and I'm, it's dumb getting triggered by a meme, but... Bro, you just don't know how to spell hope. There's a silent S at the beginning. <laughs> was there Was there any other uh, explanations for the crest? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, no. Okay. So. Let's go back to why they did my boy, Brandon Roth, so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go back to a better point. Injustice Superman. I was Superman. just going to bring Goku. up Injustice <laughs> me some injustice superman for anyone unaware it's a story where what if superman became evil and it's done very well 
mostly. That is like, cause I I was I was not liking Superman for a really long time, even before he was fucking with Green Arrow. Like at first it was like mainly the Boy Scout thing, and then he started fucking with Green Arrow. I'm like, all right, no, definitely fuck this guy. <laughs> but going into Injustice, already like not really being a fan of Superman, that story I was like, fuck, Superman can be so cool, uh, if written right, basically. And it, it, you know, some people might argue, might argue like, oh, that's not actually Superman because not the main universe it's it's written different to like fit a fit a clear narrative blah 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 i don't care it, it means writers can do really cool stuff with superman basically and that was like the first story where i was like okay maybe superman isn't a total jerk even though it's the exact <laughs> story that they've written to be a fucking world dictator got it you think world dictators are not jerks <laughs> Maybe this guy's not so bad as he takes over the world. Maybe this character is more than just a Boy Scout, basically. Like, brutally my... rips people's spines out in the video game. <laughs> I was gonna say, so the, and this is, I guess, the, I'll have a spoiler warning at the beginning, but basically, and this is the very beginning of Injustice, in the comics anyway, not not the game. He is fighting Joker, and Joker... Gives him some sort of toxin and makes him hallucinate. His yeah yeah he uses that and he uses that to make Superman think that he's fighting Doomsday right, and he's not fighting Doomsday. He's fighting his pregnant wife Lois Lane, and so Superman like eviscerates her into space or something. Yeah, he he flies into space and I think he cleaves her in two. Oh my god like yeah and then he was like wow that was the easiest down. fight against doomsday i've ever had oh and then joker <laughs> while he does this because he planted like a bomb or a timer or there sort there of was a inside um, of... a sensor in lois lane's heart so that once her heart stopped beating a yeah. nuclear bomb would go off in metropolis yep and so in one move basically joker had superman kill his wife kill his unborn child and nuke his city and superman went fucking insane first movie did punch joker straight through the chest and rip out his heart and he's like i'm gonna take shit over now this was bullshit basically i'm gonna run the world because i'm the only one who can basically yeah, if we don't have order this can happen anywhere at any time and it's an interesting sentimentality and, for him to have, given what's happened to him. Yeah. And he... I think he, he... So he forces world leaders to submit to him, or he kills them, I think? Yeah, he killed some leaders. And... Yeah. <laughs> and... the And much like Civil War, the, the good written version and not the shitty movie version... Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, I antagonize a lot of people with Demon Slayer. Footnote. You're antagonizing a lot more people right now. I would, uh, I would take that back. Footnote. 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 And again, I don't know much about Marvel, but from the, the little I do know in Civil War, the comics, it's written very much on the perspective of, like, the whole should heroes, like, you know, what is it, be held account- accountable slash unmasked. Right? Yeah, if, if superhuman um, registration should be a neat thing. Yeah. And the movie is just how do we deal with Bucky? That's the movie. It's it ha- it had it been okay. They Captain brought in America, Tom Holland. 
<laughs> All right. The Spider Man. <laughs> had they had they just named the movie Captain America Bucky Two? I don't care. Uh, there wasn't but a Bucky they One. Named it. <laughs> it was Winter, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Winter Soldier. <laughs> they could have taken the hit. Um, <laughs> they are the MCU. They're the biggest thing in Hollywood. They could name it whatever the fuck they want. People are going to spend millions of dollars to see that movie. <laughs> the registration th- like plot point was a plot point for like maybe two minutes, and then it was just let's be on the side or not on the side of Bucky, and like that was it. So I don't count. I don't see it as the actual Civil War thing because the Civil War thing boils down to that like political like argument but it breaks the, the in injustice a similar thing happens because like some of the heroes like they definitely side with superman at first they were like yeah that like that made, like this was really fucked up that that happened we need to work together to put order in the world and make sure things go good from now on and then other fucking heroes are like that's fucked up like we're not here to like be you know world dominators basically like we shouldn't be doing this and because of how superman is reacting to them being opposed to him you know it's it's the whole if you're not with me you're against me and so he like hunts them down and it 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 becomes this like race to beat each other with batman and superman heading you know each side basically and there's so many fucking cool moments oh but i think I think the one that the one that really highlights Superman is when they're fighting the and the one that where I think like the story really changes too because that like the first year because it's split into years years one year two year three year four up to year five and then it goes Injustice two and what's the Harley Quinn stuff? The, there, uh, there's Batman. a few other little spinoff things like uh, Ground Zero yeah. uh, and Ground Zero not Aftermath yeah. So, but in, in in the comics, in the in the main injustice, injustice one in the comics, each year kind of focuses on different aspects. Like year one is very focused on like just the Justice League. Year two, then like outer space stuff comes in. Year three yeah. is what magic. Year four is gods, and I have not read year five actually because I'm still waiting to buy the books. In year one, it's very focused like that mentality, and then in year two it focused like i said like the green lanterns come in, and like that's where it really takes a shift because superman you know the guy who always fights for good and you know now he's a world dominator and he's like hailing people with like no mercy basically and now he's starting to work with villains he starts to he recruits or they kind of partner up i guess he doesn't really recruit him but sinestro comes in he's, he's got his whole yellow core and sinestro's Sinestro like core. you and i are yeah he's like he's like you and i are the same you know, we took control of our planets and like our planets are better because of it. We're on the same page. We're the same person. And Superman's like, no, I'm nothing like you, but I'll let you help because I got a lot of my plate. Basically, I think <laughs> what he says. And you got a pack schedule right now. You, if you just and then major, major spoilers here for year two. But he like gets into the war, like the Green Lanterns then come in because they're like, OK, this is fucking bad. So we need to send like all the Green Lanterns here, and so this giant war between the Green Lantern Corps and the Sinestro Corps breaks out. Super dope. Mo goes in it. Chips in it. All the big powerhouse players of the Green Lantern, and every time, because Superman is again such a powerful person that it's like always kind of like, how are they gonna beat him? 
but you know they aren't going to beat them so like how is it going to keep flip-flopping and it drives so many cool and like suspenseful moments and so this whole war is breaking out everyone's fighting batman's trying to do like sly underhanded shit because that's the only way he knows that they can take down superman because of how powerful he is they can't just face him head on and they end up fighting or they end up using chip to like was it like block a blood vessel in superman i think it was even smaller than that if i recall correctly it was well i he was stopping the synapses from firing in his brain like what the fuck? That's that's so like just out of left field. Never would have saw it coming. Chip gets this awesome moment, being like, "Ha! You always forget the little guy," and then he gets murdered, <laughs> and it's the saddest point in the show, other than when Green Lantern died, because I was also very oh. sad at that. Or not Green, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. The oh yeah, so they're broadcasting like everything to like yes, the whole this was world. Supposed to be Batman's big victory over him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'm revealing you to the whole world of like how shitty person you are. Because up to this point, I think it was kind of on the down low still. And random chance, Superman gets a yellow ring. And it's powered by the fear of like 7 billion people. Yep, a lot of people are pretty fearful for the guy that are watching oh, my the shit out God. of people. At the, I, that was like the one moment where I was like, oh yeah, Superman is... Just fucking bonkers and really cool to write with. Uh, and I, I want to give a shout out to the original writer of Injustice, Tom Taylor. I think he does a great oh, job yeah. with the series from his time on it. Uh, he's one of my favorite writers in the industry right now. I actually want to give a shout out since it's big in the news right now. Uh, how everyone's talking about how Superman's by it, it, it's more specifically it's Superman's son, John Kent, and, and that was oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. story was written by Tom Taylor. We stand inclusivity. Was that a so he wasn't was he not by before today or something? Because I saw a blow up on Twitter. They've kind of made him older in the last few months. Because uh, before that he was like basically like eight, like he was a pretty young kid, and they've kind of made him a bit older. Uh, so there was oh, there was okay, no okay, really okay. <laughs> that makes sense to, to my knowledge. Just so come out now. Uh, nice. to, to my knowledge, there was no exploring his uh, sexuality. Uh, I haven't really read any of the comics with John Kent. So I could be very wrong on that, but he, he was Got a younger it. kid. So he's understandable if he hasn't really found himself in that place. So that was the thing that's just come out for him. We can spend a whole other fucking podcast on how to do inclusivity and whatnot in comics. But I think that's, I think that's a really good way to do it. You like, you can use the Superman name. You can, but as long as you get a, you build a new character on it. I think that's like the best way. To, to do that because it doesn't feel so like uh what's it called shoehorned yeah uh, i basically. i i couldn't though, agree more i think that's a that's a really good way yeah i think they did i think they they did the whole buy superman thing very well um as opposed to just making like a black wally west or something if you're gonna make flash black write up a new character and don't be lazy and like give the character you know some own some of his own feet to stand on or, you know, put effort into some of your already great diverse characters like like Static Shock or Cyborg. Or... Oh, yes. Let's get more I Static would, Shock. I love yes. Static <laughs> Shock. Love, love more <laughs> Static Shock. He's actually releasing stuff for, for Static again for the first time since literally the start about of 52. Time. So about 10 oh, years, uh, almost 10 years news. ago now. Uh, 
it's been the last static stock thing. <laughs> They're actually sort of, uh, I'm going I'm to say re-releasing some of the Static Shocks to actually trade paperback as well, so you can actually buy some of the comics for him. Some of the original Static Shock stuff. Uh, specifically what nice. they're doing it in, nice. um, they're, they're releasing this massive book called Milestone Compendium, and the the writer of a lot of the characters, I, I believe it was all Dwayne McDuffie, who, fun fact for you guys, uh, one of the lead writers on the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited show, uh, and Ben 10, uh, he was one of the creators of that, I believe. He, he created a lot of characters, including Static right. Shock, in his own comic company called Milestone Comics. And so DC's released this book called a Compendium for several series in there where it's got the first like handful of issues for a couple series in there. With some of the, some of the issues including st- included our Static Shock. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, good news on on stat on those for Static Shock fans. Anything, uh, anything more Superman related that we can think of covering? I throw a footnote in for your uh, hatred toward the Civil War. Movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with him on that. I like Civil War. He's, he's crazy. Well, I, I just, well, you were saying the Bucky thing was the whole movie. It was literally just the last like twenty minutes, bro. Is it? it feels yeah, like the whole no, movie, it's literally dude. just it the like end the because then Bucky Tony movie. finds out that he, uh, Bucky killed his parents. <laughs> That's literally the only time they're like, "Fuck Bucky." <laughs> Otherwise, they're trying to capture, uh, you know, Cap's team. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I just wanted to I wanted footnote to... so you didn't get attacked <laughs> for oh, being yeah, wrong about the movie. Gerardo, for my hate on, hating on Demon Slayer and you hating on Civil War. I'm going to be the only person liked in this podcast. <laughs> I want to I wanna add real quick. And I'm not just like hating on Marvel just to hate on Marvel, but when i first watched the movie like it just it felt like it was super bucky focused like throughout like i don't know at what point i felt that like guess i haven't seen them i've seen the movie like two times i think first time like with no preconceived notions of it it just felt like it wasn't civil war from like what i knew about civil war and then the second time that i watched it yes i did have like the whole like this fucking isn't even civil war so it just felt like the entire movie was centered around Bucky. Maybe, <laughs> maybe because you knew but, what happened at the end and you know it all led up to Bucky being probably. revealed that he killed Tony's parents. Well, but like I said, the first time I watched the movie, not knowing anything about it, I'm like this doesn't feel like Civil War. This feels like a story about Bucky. So, just saying that. All right. So, if there's nothing else to add, I think that's that's good. It's a good stopping point. Goku would beat Superman and the podcast. I mean, what? Are we on a planet with a red sun and Goku's covered in kryptonite? Sure. All right, now that's definitely a good stocking, stopping point. <laughs> Thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, we have socials set up at Pointless Nerds. Uh, Casey and I stream on Twitch. Uh, I'll probably leave those in the description as well. And we should have personal Twitters as well. Turkey, I don't know if you ever set yours oh. up. If you want to. <laughs> oh. Flash. But Casey and I are the ones that are mainly on socials. I got a TikTok that I'm trying to put work into. If you want to follow that, clips from the podcast or... I had a sick Naruto clip. Or, yeah, I had a bonkers <laughs> Naruto clip. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.